Welcome to Powerful, Wise and Magical, the podcast for the female leader who wants to reconnect with her true essence, step into her divine feminine power and make a huge impact in the world. I am your host, Nadia Gargalo, and in today's episode, we have Christina Popovic. Christina is an award-winning speaker, certified health and life coach, master transformation coach and business mentor, helping women thrive in life and business. Christina is a passionate about helping women step into their boldness and feminine power with a foundation of spirituality to accomplish their dreams and their financial goals. She leads by example that anything is possible. She is the host of the Journey to Influence podcast and founder of the Wealthy and Wealthy community. In this powerful conversation, we talk about what it means to rewire your brain from safety to success, how our brain is designed to keep us safe and how to stop it from holding us back, how to overcome fears when trying to grow in your business and how to feel you are good enough, step into your power and be in your boldness. Are you ready for this one? Welcome to the show. I'm so, so happy to have you here. I really love the way we connected and this shows the power of social media, not just to connect with soul clients, but to connect with soul sisters as well. And I'm really, really excited to have you in the show and for this conversation. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, so... Your Instagram bio states that you help women rewire the brain from safety to success. So what does that journey look like? What's safety to success for you? Yeah, that's such a great question. Such a great question. And I could like geek out on this like all day long. Um, but basically, you know, to me, that means that it's, it's so important to understand that our brains aren't wired for success, even though we think that we want success. We know that we want success on a conscious level. We, you know, we set our goals and we, we feel like that's what we want, but our brains aren't actually wired to help us to do that. Our brains are wired to keep us safe. So we are literally wired for safety and not success. And so when we have thoughts, we have emotions that are repeated over time, they become beliefs and our brain then creates automations around that belief. And that's to help us to not have to use the energy and the time that is necessary to really think about those things and to put that on automation. And automation isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing, right? It's it's why we don't have to think about how to get out of bed in the morning or how to um, you know, put on our sock or brush our teeth. Automation is a good thing, but it can and does become problematic in you know, this area where our brains have all these automations that are running in the background that are there to keep us safe and actually push the brakes on what we want to achieve on a conscious level and our goals and our business and, you know, the things that we want to do. And so I help my clients to literally rewire the brain. The brain has the ability to really change, um, 
the neural pathways in your brain can be changed and rewired and that's called neuroplasticity. And so I help my clients to do that uh, with a you know, scientifically proven method that was developed by Dr. Shannon Irvine. Her neuro coaching uh, model is what I use to help to do that. And we not only rewire those pathways, but then we also erase the old outdated limiting beliefs, limiting pathways from the brain completely. And that's called synaptic pruning. And so I, you know, it's so interesting. It's so fascinating. And it's also so um, necessary to really have that true brain-based transformation, because I think that's what's missing in a lot of, um, uh, you know, a lot of other areas or, or, um, you know, other things that I've even tried to do with clients in the very beginning, right? Like tried to get them to think like me or do what worked for me. And that doesn't necessarily work because they're wired differently. They have different beliefs. They have different brake pedals going on in their own automations than I do, right? And so it was very fascinating for me to learn this and then to be able to implement this with my clients. And then uh, not quite uh, the same, but I, I feel like it's a parallel as well is not only do we want to get brain-based transformation, but we also want to get energetic transformation because I truly believe that, you know, we all have trauma that is physically stored within our body that can create energetic blocks to being able to achieve what we want to achieve receive what we want to receive, have, you know, create the life that we want. And so I also use not only brain-based transformation, but also energetic shifts. And uh, some of my favorite tools come from a modality called Access Consciousness. And you can um, find out more about Access Consciousness on their website, accessconsciousness.com. Um, but I think it's important because, you know, it, it we, we might think that just wanting to do something is enough or just setting a goal is enough or just, you know, saying affirmations is enough or, and really there's so much that can be working against us on a subconscious and energetic level that we're not even aware of, right? Once it goes into automation, your prefrontal cortex is no longer working. It, you don't need to think about these things. They're literally running in the background without your permission, without your knowledge, really, without your conscious knowledge. And it can literally be the reason why you, you, you feel like you're, you can't have the success that you're trying so hard to have because there's all these things that are working against you. And so I love helping my clients to really shift on those levels so that they can have what they want to have, be who they want to be, achieve what they want to achieve, and have different thoughts, have different thought patterns and be wired for success rather than wired for safety, which is our default. Wow, that's so powerful. And it's so important to understand that we all go through that. Like, it doesn't matter if you are starting your business, if you are already making 100K a month in your business, we all have these patterns running, these automations, and the fear coming as well from, from those patterns. So understanding this and working at that level, I think is, is something super important for any entrepreneur. And would you like to share a little bit more because I'm so fascinated about rewiring your brain, subconscious reprogramming, the energetics, because I believe everything is, is linked. 
like your brain creates the emotions, the emotions go into the body. And when you have an experience, a trauma, whatever that's caused you having a specific programming or limiting belief, this is going to show up in your body as emotions and block your energy. So it's everything is super, super related to the energy block together with the subconscious reprogramming. I'm so passionate about this. So I really love to hear about people's methods because there are loads of them. Mine is focusing on hypnosis, NLP. I do quantum healing as well. I just actually started to to use Akashic records as well. And I, I love all this, all this stuff. So would you like to share a little bit more on your methods and how they work? Yes, sure. And I am, I, uh, before I get into that, I'm really curious about this um, Akashic record stuff. I'm like, that's my next thing to dive into. I did do a little bit of hypnosis um, on my own. Really last year was the year of healing for me. I would say last year was a year of healing for me. And one of the modalities that I did use for myself was hypnosis. And I loved it. I felt like it was so, that was like that first taste for me of these shifts on a subconscious level, right? Like getting in tune with what is underneath, what is in that subconscious level, those automations, right? Like what is there um, as well as EFT tapping. And I know that you use that as well. Yeah. So those are some of the things that really helped me to, you know, start to dive into this really on an energetic level of clearing blocks. So those are some of the uh, EFT is another one that I really love to use for myself and for my clients. Um, but yeah, for the, for the brain, you know, transformation, I mean, there's so much we could talk about, but really just on a fundamental level, it's, it's really a, a sequence that happens and the, and, you know, we can jump into the sequence and, and, and any level, but really it starts with this, with a situation, something that happens that is neutral. The situation is neutral, right? The same thing could happen to you and it could happen to me and we could experience it completely different. Why? Because we have, then we have thoughts about a situation and the thoughts create emotions. So um, for example, uh, we could both launch a, a webinar class and Three people could sign up to your class and three people could sign up to my class. And you could be like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Three people signed up for my class. And I could be like, oh my gosh, I'm such a failure. I knew I shouldn't have done this. Only three people signed up. You know, it's the same situation, but we're having different thoughts about it. And that's going to trigger different emotions, right? You're going to be excited. You're going to be happy. I'm going to be depressed, right? And so the situation, we have thoughts about the situation. It creates emotions. Thoughts and the emotions repeated over time become beliefs. And that is really where our identity is formed. And from those beliefs, we are going to make decisions that we are going to then um, take or not take action. And that is going to create results in our life. And so this is the pattern underneath everything. And like I said, our, our, our brain uses this pattern and is wired for safety. And this stuff starts when we're little, little. So uh, I'll give you an example. I mean, one that I've had to work so hard and I will be honest and say, I'm still working through it on certain levels, right? We're, we're, we're working at things on different levels, right? Not, not where I started, but it's not completely erased yet. Okay. Um, but this idea of not being good enough, I think almost everyone struggles with this. I'm not good enough belief. And where does that come from? It comes from patterns that we've 
you know, a belief that was formed when we were little. I remember I can name two stories, situations that happened to me probably around three, three, and then one, another one that was five. And that really kind of reinforced that first like reinforcement. And then it was reinforced over and over, right? Because we're then looking for the, uh, then our brain catches all the evidence that reinforces and reinforces and reinforces those patterns. And so that's really one that, you know, I, I've, I've done hypnosis on EFT, counseling, trauma coaching, like all of the things. And I'm not where I was. Thankfully, I've come a long way. But that is one that took so much healing because it was so deeply that that neural pathway was so deeply ingrained. And so, you know, part of the neural coaching method is really gaining awareness around what is there. What is that thought that is really the root thought, right? And typically, all, it all leads back to our three core needs as humans. We want to be loved. We want to feel safe. And we want to belong or feel worthy, right? We feel like we're good enough. And so it, it, it comes back to that. And then when we can be aware, then we can really start to do the shifting work. And, and part of that is you know, um, there's a a logical piece to it. And then there's a, um, um, a a non-logical and emotional piece to it because we have something that's called uh, a negativity bias. So I can see something as true for you, but then for me, it doesn't feel true, right? Like for in this example of the not being good enough, I can look at you and say, of course, she's good enough. Of course she is. Look at her. She's good enough. Right. But then something about me would say, well, but not you. It's that that is called a negativity bias. We we literally have these um, kind of uh, fences or or walls that that literally um, block us from being able to see ourselves the way that we see other people. And so, being able to um, be aware of that and to really do the process. I mean, there's a whole process um, to go through and take that one thought once you're aware of what that really brake pedal thought is and to take it through the entire method to be able to shift it, to be able to um, erase the old and implant a new and, um, and, and go through the process of, it's called brain priming, where you are really grooving in that new neural pathway and at the same time pruning the old one, right? Um, I love the example of, you know, just carving a path. If you were to go in the forest and you're hiking through um, the forest and there's a path that's well-worn and it, that's the same thing that you're doing in the brain. You have well-worn paths that's just easy to go down. You've walked a million times and this is now creating a new path. So you're carving out the new path. And while you're carving out the new path and you're starting to walk that new path, you're also then no longer walking on the old path and that can um, get grown over and then eventually not be there at all. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of pieces to the actual method, um, but it is a scientifically proven method and I absolutely love it. And, you know, part of the certification is really doing the work for yourself at the same time that you are learning um, how to take your clients through that. So it's really powerful. 
Wow. I can still relate to the part of, of those beliefs forming from very early experiences. Because one of the things I got to uncover myself through my healing journey was um, the need of doing to feel valuable or loved. And this came, it was very surprising when, when, like, when you go deep into the subconscious and then you have these memories and the, these things coming up are really surprising because I was completely nowhere of it. I had a very good childhood where I had everything I needed. Um, but then this came up of I have a younger sister, which is like three and a half, just over three, three and a half years uh, younger than me. And when she was born, um, I learned that because she got the attention obviously she, she was a baby but at that, at that age you don't understand things going on so I developed this pattern because when she grew up as well she was like a very active kid and very funny and I was kind of a quiet nice like a little girl so I learned that to be loved or for people to pay attention to me I had to be good at things so I was always the best at piano. I was always the one doing dances, gymni- gymni- um, rhythmic gymnastics. I was always the one bringing the good grades. So I developed this pattern of I have to do and I have to be the best and I have to do things right in order to be loved or be valuable. So like it doesn't even have to be a big trauma event. There's something as tiny as that, that is just you are not able to process the emotions or you don't have the capacity to process the events emotionally at that time that is going to trigger these, these beliefs. And then this is going to, to obviously reflect on your adult life unless you work on them. So really, really powerful. I love that you mentioned that. I love that you mentioned that because that is something that I really had to learn a kind of the hard way for, for lack of a better word, is this idea of trauma doesn't necessarily have to mean what we th- might think that trauma means. Like this big, you know, I love how you said, I had a good childhood. And yet to be able to say, I had a great childhood and something did make an imprint on me, right? And it can seem like, I know for me, there were several things that happened to me even later on you know, my teen years, my young, uh, young early twenties, um, that happened to me that were life changing. I mean, identity forming things that happened and they might not seem like much to someone else. They, someone might say like, Oh, that's not a big deal. That wasn't a trauma. That wasn't actually rape or that wasn't actually molestation or that wasn't actually, that wasn't anything. And so to really, it took me time to be able to say, you know what? I don't need someone else to say this was trauma. I don't need someone else to um, give me the criteria of what I decide was traumatic for me. And it can be someone said one thing to you. It can mean someone, your energy shifted around that person and you never forgot about it. Like it the body, like I said, the body holds so much, even when, you know, to the next person, it might not be, you know, people say, I don't like this word, but people say big T trauma, little T trauma. I'm like, trauma is trauma. Like trauma is trauma. And to give yourself permission to, to, to say, you know what, that happened to me. And that really affected me without it having to, cause I know for years for me, it was like, that's not a big deal. I I shouldn't, that shouldn't affect me the way it it has. 
And that's just not true. And so to, you know, the first step, I think, to any of this work is to really allowing yourself to see what was there and to not let anyone else's definitions of anything um, affect what you consider has formed you so that when we can look at it and recognize it for what it is, then we can decide what is not serving me. What, what, what part of the story am I choosing to change? And I think that, um, recognizing it, giving it space is like the first step to that. So I love that you pointed that out. Yeah, that is very important. Like self-acceptance and not comparing to others. The fact that you didn't have a big trauma event doesn't mean things cannot affect you. And it could be as little as, I don't know, having kind of a hard parent telling you when you get your grades that you can do better, you can do better, for example, throughout your life. And that makes you feel that what you do is never good enough. It can be as little as that, or like my own story, like my sister did nothing to me, my parents did nothing to me, but as a little girl, I just learned that because I just couldn't process the attention being on her and like just my emotional system at that time had no capacity to process that in a healthy way. So to just develop this and it doesn't mean that you have to be raped or anything like that or have a traumatic accident by car or like we like have a a life death situation or anything like that. It's nothing about that. Exactly. Exactly. And our brains are so that, like I said, they're wired to keep us safe. And so when something happens to us as a child, like you said, this we learn the brain learns, oh, that didn't feel good. So we're going to put this process in so that we don't have to feel that again. This survival pattern. <laughs> it is. And so it, it's all there to help us to be safe. But on the same token that it's helping us to stay safe, safety, of course, there's a time and a place where that's a good thing, right? If something's some animals chasing you, it's good that you feel that you have to run, right? Like that's, it, there's a time and a place where that serves us. But a lot of times, you know, in our, um, in our line of work or what we're trying to create as, um, you know, entrepreneurs and putting ourselves out there on social media and all of these things, a lot of that can actually come up and be hindering what on the conscious level we're wanting to create. And so it all comes down to this idea of, we want to feel safe. We want to feel loved. And there's all these automations that have been put in place over our entire life to help us to do that. But often that safety in, in, our, in what we are trying to do, it often equals playing small, you know, staying in our comfort zone, right? Like the brain is not telling us like, oh, stretch outside that comfort zone, take that risk, leap into the unknown. A part, there's a part of the brain that does that, but another part is saying, oh, no, 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 no. Remember that, that time when you were in junior high and you stood up in front of the class and you, you froze. We never want that to happen again, so don't you go hitting that live button. You That could happen again, right? Like there's all of these things and, and we don't consciously hear that. Like I said, the the once it's in automation, the prefrontal cortex is not what needs to be turned on to be able to have those those automations running. So it's not in the brain. We're not thinking that. It's actually in the limbic system and the emotional system 
that's running without you having to turn that on. And so it's so important to be able to do the work to really shift those. If not, we, we end up frustrated because we end up feeling like, oh, I know I should do this and I want to, but I just, I just can't. I just, or things happen because again, the brain is smart. So it, it's going to give us reasons that feel really logical, like being too busy. We're going to get really busy or, you know, God forbid we make the body may even make us sick. Like there can be, we can manifest all kinds of things in our life as a shield to keeping us safe, really. And so it's just, it's so fascinating. Yeah. I love, I love the thing of, of being safe. Like I think last year, this was a, a big realization for me when it comes to embodiment. So when you want to manifest what you want or get the results that you want in, in your business, that is a very important piece of embodiment. And when this thing of safety gets triggered, so your body doesn't feel safe, it's going to do all the kind of things to not man- actually manifest that because it's not safe for you. So there is such an important element there with the fact of not being safe and working on those beliefs that are not making you feel safe so you actually can feel safe and your body doesn't, like your nervous system doesn't get, get triggered and then create this energy resistance this energy blocks through your emotions because just your nervous system gets activated and that's so important for manifestation or for like achieving any kind of result or anything you're gonna do in your business in your life any up level that level of safety so you really can embody whatever like that is that you want is so 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 important Yes, that is so interesting that you brought that up because that was one of the first things that I really noticed that that um, led me to seeking more help outside of just counseling. I had done counseling, you know, for me personally, I mean, no diss on counselors. I'm sure there are great ones out there, but for me, counseling wasn't, it wasn't doing it for me. And so one of the things that I noticed that had me start to search for more of, you know, what led me to hypnosis, for example, was this realizing that in my physical body, I was always in fight or flight. Like that I was, you know, I was, I remember specifically like me sitting in my living room one day, it was a weekend. I had no, nothing to worry about. There was nowhere to be, nowhere to go, no reason to rush, no reason to be stressed. Sitting there with my beautiful family, And I, in my mind, I'm like, I should feel very relaxed right now, but I didn't. I felt tensed. Like I literally felt my body not relaxed. And I started to notice it all the time. And I'm like, why am I never relaxed? And through, it was actually through uh, working with a, a trauma coach. She helped me to understand that for years and years and years, when I was a little girl, my body learned to be in fight or flight, to always be on the defense to keep me safe because I didn't feel safe, right? Something happened and I didn't feel safe. And, and then my body got so used to being in that heightened alert, in that um, uh, hyper, hyper alertness that it just then became habit. And it's been a habit now you know, that I really had to, um, that I got to do a lot of work around and to be able to connect with my body and my nervous system and, and clear 
and you know energetically clear things from my body that were stuck in there and and, and um you know it encapsulated in there that kept my nervous system on high alert and to be able to you know clear some of that heal some of that and to be able to then embody feeling safe that is huge and i think it's huge especially for women especially i mean most women go through some kind of sexually trauma traumatizing experience like i said whether it's something that someone would say was small or not you know most women go through something that has traumatized them in a, in a sexual way and that leads to not feeling safe that leads to you know feeling like you always have to be on high alert and i see that come into um, you know, it ties in, like you said, it all ties in and how we do one thing is how we do everything. And we can see one thing show up in one place and then, you know, ask yourself, where else is this showing up? And I could see it in my business. I could see it in these spurts of feeling really on fire and wanting to be seen right on social media and being out there and, you know, posting and doing the videos and doing everything. And then, and then the, the trigger happens and then you, you, it doesn't feel safe. And I think, especially as women, you know, we can have this, um, this double bind, you know, this, this, um, contradiction between we need to be seen to be able to have a thriving business. We want to be seen, but also being safe can really equal or um, be, being seen can really equal not feeling safe because if we're seen, we can be a target. If we're seen, we can be, you know, we can be targeted for, for whatever that might look like for us. And so it is, again, so important to be able to understand your brain, understand what those thought patterns are, understand what those traumas are, what those automations are, and to be able to heal, to be able to clear, to be able to change and prune and, and rewire so that we can be what we want to be and what we were put here on this earth to be, you know, and it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of great work that we, that we love doing, right? Yeah. This reminds me a lot of, of one of my stories with my business and not feeling safe. And it's at the beginning of my business, I was so much in my masculine, always focusing on the, on the achievements and the success I wanted to have. And I needed to make 10K a month and all these things. But I wanted it so badly that at the same time, I had such a big fear of, of failure that I was doing like, I love my business and I always like this was my passion from the beginning uh, when I was a food freedom and self-love coach. And I knew I wanted this, but when I was doing my affirmations, my meditations, vis visualizing what I wanted to be and all these things, I was always super nervous. I could feel this nervousness running through my veins and I couldn't understand why. And when I went and did the work, I wanted things so badly that I was so scared of the failure that my body was feeling very unsafe of achieving those things. So I could, I could really feel it constantly. And I was always stressed and always nervous and like things didn't feel right and safe in my body at all. So yeah, I can so relate to that. I would love to go back to the point of the feeling enough. Because I know it's a very big part of your work as well to help women feel enough and step into their power. So how do you see that in your business? Yes, yes. I think that is the the bit the most, you know, if I had to pinpoint one thing, like what what do if I could help women with just one thing, 
it'd be that it'd be to help them to see themselves to know to feel to embody that they are enough right because we all struggle with that and there's so much that goes into it imposter syndrome and um you know there's so many layers to it um and i think it's a process for everyone it's a process you know of shifting beliefs right and and for me personally I don't know that I could do it without a, a spiritual component, right? Because, because for me, I know that I'm intrinsically enough because I was born, right? Because I was created because my soul chose this mission or was chosen for this mission, you know, here and now, and, and that I'm exactly who I am meant to be to fulfill this mission that I have, that only I have, that only I can fulfill because I'm unique, right? Like I, I love the, the, the truth that there has never been another you and they, there will never be. That's mind blowing. If you really think about that, like if you can really just let that sink in ever in eternity, that's crazy and so it's it's crazy for us not to know that we're so special i mean we are literally so special in our uniqueness and you know because of all the things and you know society and everything we end up wanting to fit in we end up wanting to be like everyone else we we end up wanting to you know blend into the crowd and so you know, that's something that I'm just so passionate about is, is helping women to really get how special they are, how worthy they are, because they are them. And then to really be able to see your own magic, understand your own magic, and then own it, own it. And then, of course, like we said, it, it comes with doing all the work that we talked about to be able to feel safe in that, be able to embody that, be able to step through, to, to move through the fear that will inevitably be there. I was talking to a client the other day about this. I'm like, you know, don't think I'm not scared. Like, I'm scared. I've been doing this for four years, you know, going live and all that. And there's still most times a little bit of nerves that that pops up when I'm about to hit the live button or do any of it. Like I'm, we feel the fear. Yeah. If you wait to never feel the fear, you're never going to do it. Like everyone feels the fear, whether they, I, I think, whether they admit it or not. But I think that the people who are the most successful, they've just learned that it's not a sign to stop. It's not a sign that they're not enough. It's just a sign that they're human, that they're having a human experience. You're going to feel the fear, but it's learning to recognize it for what it is. It's not a red light. It's actually a green light to know like, Ooh, I'm growing. I'm moving forward. I'm doing something outside of my default, you know, safety comfort zone. That's great because I want to get to somewhere I've never gone before. And that means that I need to take steps that I, you know, haven't taken before. So it, it's a green light. And to be able to learn how to manage that feeling of fear and to be able to move through it with ease and grace, instead of allowing the panic to make you stop or even feeling, you know, panic to that level. Right. And, um, 
and knowing like there's no such thing as perfection. There's no such thing as the perfect time. There's no such thing as, you know, I hear so many, I, I work with so many clients through this piece of like, oh, but I'm just so scared because I, I want it to be even better. I don't know if it's enough. I want it to be perfect. What does that mean to you? Like, what is, what is this criteria of perfection? Because no one is doing it perfectly. No one is perfect. No one has no fear unless they're like, really like, what's the word? Um, Oh, I forget the word narcissistic or something. I'm like, you know, healthy people, like they feel the fear and no one's doing it perfect. There's never a perfect time. You're never going to feel ready. I love um, Angie Lee says ready is a lie. You're never going to feel ready. So if you're waiting to feel ready, because you think other people are ready, they're not, they're just moving through it. If you're waiting to not feel afraid, because you think other people aren't, you're going to be waiting forever because they're feeling it. They're just going through it. And, you know, if you're waiting for some kind of perfection or confidence, this is another thing. I don't feel confident, you know, maybe later, maybe when I get this, that, or the other, I'll feel more confident. Confidence works the other way around. You don't feel confident and then do something. You do something, realize that you can do it. And that gives you a little more confidence every time, right? You get better at it and you get more confidence. It doesn't happen. It happens the opposite way that most people think that it will. And that keeps them stuck longer than it needs to be. So these are all things that I love to work with my clients through to help them to see, you know, what's just part of the human experience and having the tools and, and being able to embody, like you said, being able to move through those things so that it doesn't become stopping points for them. It just becomes part of being human. Oh, yes. <laughs> I can feel this so much. And I agree to all of them because absolutely like the fears are always going to be there. And whenever you're stepping outside of that comfort zone or growing, you're going to be feeling the fears because it's just something new. So again, we said like our human brain is there to keep us safe, to survive. So whenever something is new, we're going to feel the fear, but it's all about not allowing that fear to stop us. And when it comes to perfection, like I've been telling so many of my clients and like myself in the past, like what's really perfection? That's so subjective. Like who creates the perfect version? Because maybe what's perfect for me that has nothing to do with what's perfect for you or how you see it from the outside. So we just put all our all our all these perceptions on things when it's, it's not the truth or it's nothing real even and right also holding us back there is as you said there is never a time where you're going to feel ready like 100 ready because unless you put yourself out there and you build that confidence which as you said confidence is something that you build it's not something that you are born with and unless you you get out there and you practice and you gain experience and slowly you gain the confidence the confidence is not going to come so you're never going to feel ready there is always things that you need to learn there is always things that like more knowledge that you can acquire more things that you can study if like you're doing a presentation there is always things in the graphics that you can improve so like wherever you look at there is always things that you can improve and do better and like you're never going to feel 100% ready or everything is going to be 100% perfect. So navigating those fears and those feelings and realizing that that's not the truth at all is such a powerful thing. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. And we're so afraid of judgment. You know, we're so afraid that, you know, again, it comes down to one of the core beliefs of two of the core beliefs of needing to feel loved and needing to feel worthy and belonging. And we're so afraid uh, of that. That's why we want to make it perfect, right? We, we don't want someone to, to say that we're not enough because we already feel like we're not enough. And so it starts with us knowing that we are enough and it having nothing to do with any outside of validation, but that takes work, right? Like that takes, for me, that took years of work to even get to the place that I'm at with it now. And so, you know, to, to know that it, it is, you know, to let it be playful, to let it be playful and to know that no one is watching us as closely as we think they are. Like think about, again, with this negativity bias, we, we go, let's just say, for example, social media, you're scrolling on your social media. You're not watching anyone so closely to look for their flaws in their video or what they said or their graphics or like most of the time you're barely even paying attention because you've got all your thoughts going on. Like you're barely even paying attention, you know, and we think we, we, we know that that's how we are with other people. We're not out there judging them. We're out there saying, we think that looks great. Even if they mess up, we're like, you go girl. Like that was awesome. But then we think that people are looking at us totally differently. And, and that's that negativity bias. Like no one is paying that close attention, you know? And if they are, if there are people that are literally like out there, like hating on you, those are never like, let's say in the business building, in the business building setting that we're in, those people, if they are even out there, which most of the time that's all in our head, even if they were, those are never going to be clients of yours. Those are never people who are going to buy. Those are people who are never going to buy from you. So why waste even an ounce of your energy on them, even if they did exist? And most of the time they don't even exist. Yeah, that's so true. And it's funny to see because I think that so whenever we make a mistake or we do like, let's talk about going live and I don't know, you get just trapped on your words or whatever. If you see someone else doing that, you are like, okay, that, that's natural, you know, like <laughs> everyone can get trapped when you talk. But when you do it yourself, we are so hard on ourselves, like it's a whole world like oh my god what have I done like I need to delete this I look horrible like I make such a big mistake and when we see that on someone else it's not a big deal but when it's for ourselves we make such a big deal with it right yeah yeah absolutely so um, I would love for you to just uh give a personal advice to our listeners when it comes to stepping into their feminine power and their boldness? Oh, I love that. I love this word bold, you know, to be bold. You know, sometimes I think about, here's, here's my piece of advice. And this is not to sound morbid, you know, or negative, but we only have so much time here. Like we act like we have eternity and in a way we do, but on this earth in this actual human experience that we're in right now in this lifetime that we're living, we have a limited amount of time. I don't know how much time we have. We assume, and we hope we have a hundred years, but we might not. We have enough time to fulfill our mission and why waste? It's such a waste of time. 
it's such a waste of time and energy that are both limited resources, you know, to spend time believing and, and acting from a place of not enoughness, from a place of perfection, from a place of pressure and failure, you know, it's like, what if we actually lived today like it was our last in, in the best of ways, right? Like if you knew that today was your last or this month or this year, how would you show up? Would you show up differently? And if so, then show up that way because none of us have any guarantees and we do have a mission to accomplish or you wouldn't be here. So take that seriously, you know, honor your mission and your soul and your creator by taking it seriously and not wasting your time and wasting your energy on things that truly don't matter. You know, ask yourself, like, if I, if, if there was no way anyone was going to judge me and there was no way that someone was going to criticize me or, you know, that, that I was going to have any kind of like these things that I'm afraid of, like, how would I show up in the world? And embody her, you know, who is that higher, who is your highest self? How can you embody her today, right? Your highest self, she may have things that you don't have today, but most of it, it are things that you can embody today. The, how does she carry herself? How does she walk into the room? How does she, you know, dress? How does she, you know, self-care? How does she speak to herself? What are the thoughts that she's having you know, what are the connections she's having? What are the, 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 the friendships that she's, what is she tolerating and not tolerating, right? Like, how can we embody that more and take our mission seriously? You are enough. You are more than enough. You are exactly, exactly who and what you need to be to do what you came here to do. And so, you know, let's, let's take it seriously. Let's, 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 chip away everything that isn't us and operate from that place. And I will say it's easier said than done at times. So get the support that you need, whether that's a coach, whether that's, uh, you know, a, a, a mastermind group, an accountability partner, like whatever that is, counseling, whatever that is for you, get the support that you need because you deserve the healing that needs to happen so that you can be the fullest expression of yourself. I love that. And I, I love what you said about connecting to that higher mission and understanding that you are already enough. That was so huge for me to fully step into, into my power because when you realize that you have a mission in this life that's higher than yourself, that has nothing to do with you being the point of attention or anything like that, but it's something bigger going on, and that you don't need anything from outside of you. Obviously, like growing is important for everyone and evolving, like our expansion is important in this lifetime um, and for the evolution of our soul. But when you understand that you have a higher mission and that you trust that everything that you have is, is what you need and is already enough, like, then you can drop so much of the weight and really step into that power because it's not about doing something or becoming something or like putting the labels or trying to be xyz when you just fully understand that 
you are enough as you are right now, wherever you are in, in your life or wherever this is going on for you, then you enter a totally different game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so just before we finish, uh, I would love to make the powerful, wild, and magical question. So what's something you're absolutely in love with right now in your life that's really lighting your soul up? I would have to say it is my community. So I recently opened a private community called the Worthy and Wealthy Community Membership, and that is lighting me up so much. And we, we won't, for sake of time, we won't dive into, you know, why I created it and, and where it all came from, but it boils down to really wanting to find a, a different way to show up for my audience. And, um, you know, I made a lot of big shifts in what I'm sharing and how I'm sharing it. And that's where the community was born. And so it just it has felt like a coming home for me. It feels like I have a home to just really share all the things and all the ways that I want to share within my private community and so many fun features and, and bonuses and perks to being inside the community. There are three different levels that you can join. And I'm just having so much fun creating in this space for this space that is totally lighting me up these days. And if you if you go to my Instagram, you'll see it's all about the community. Like the last 12 posts are all about the community because I'm so excited about it. And I'm rolling out, you know, feature after feature. And it's just completely lighting me up and feels so aligned. So that is what has been lighting me up lately. Oh, that's amazing. I know like we're gonna not gonna go into the whole details of this conversation, but I know you had an experience with your Instagram account, which I did with mine in a different way too. And I think a lot of us are like waking up and realizing to building our own communities also outside of the social media. And like I can't imagine how how lighting is that because like it's your own thing, like it's your baby. <laughs> Yes. I'm pretty sure it's been a magical thing. Yes, it, it is. Just to create, like you said, to create something that no one can take away. No one's giving you the rules. No one's putting an algorithm on you. No one's saying, oh, you got that's not in your niche or that's, you know, just to be able to create something that can't be taken away, that you're building, that everything that you put into that is is brick after brick after brick of something that you created that's entirely you. It's so beautiful. It's so powerful. It's so fun. It feels so freeing. It feels safe <laughs> in the best of ways. It feels comfortable. And I described it like, you know, being, you know, I'm still on Instagram, still going to be on Instagram, but that's, you know, it's the filters, it's the pretty, it's the, you know, it's the, the bits and pieces here and there. My community is the real like I'm literally never using filters. I'm never filtering what I'm saying or overthinking or, you know, it's just like, I feel like there's this place where I can just be completely out of the box and, and not everyone, then I've learned this the hard way. Not everyone deserves to see you that way. And I, I, I would have disagreed with that just six months ago. I would have, that would have rubbed me wrong. And it's okay if it rubs you wrong. You know, we're all in our different places. But for me now, not everyone deserves to see my heart completely bare, but some people do. And the people who want to be in that space absolutely can be 
in that space and I would love to have them. And it's not everybody and it's not for everybody and I don't have to be for everybody. We can never, we're not meant to be for everyone. And so it just feels like inviting someone into, I said this in one of my posts, you know, it feels like inviting someone into hang out in my living room, sit on my couch and, and I'm going to give you a warm blanket and a cup of coffee and let's chat by the fireplace. Like that's what my community feels like versus when I'm on Instagram, it feels like I'm at like a huge outdoor concert and it's loud and there's a million people and most people I'll never be friends with and, and I would never have anything in common with. And it's just a whole lot of like trying to find someone that you might connect with and, and you do, you know, you find people and, and you're connected with people, but it's such a different experience than the two of us sitting on my couch in front of the fire and chatting together and, and being warm and cozy. And so that's what it feels like for me. And I absolutely love it. That sounds amazing. I love, love, love it. And everyone who wants to just check out, go find her, check that community because it's awesome. So would you like to share where people can find you if you want to share any of the other things that are going on for you in your business? Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram, christina.popovic, and I'm sure you'll have the links in the show notes. Um, You can find me on my website, christinapopovic.com. You can find information for the um, community there. I can give you the separate, um, the link to that. There are three tiers. Starts at under $5 a month. So there's something for everyone. Um, There's going to be a ton of free resources in there. I'm doing pop-up classes every month, free for the community members, low, low end offer for anyone outside of the membership. So there's places where you can come, you can take my classes, you can be in my community, you can listen to the podcast. I've got a public podcast and I've got a private podcast for community members only. So there's tons of places where you can get free resources from me and also um, you know, uh, paid products at every level. Yeah. Go listen to her podcast as well, because it's amazing. Can you remind us of the name of the podcast again? Yes. So the public podcast is called the journey to influence podcast, and you can find it on all major, um, platforms. I actually had the pleasure of interviewing Nadia just last week, I think it was. And so that an amazing conversation. So go check that out. (laughs) check it out that was actually episode number one of the second season so it's a a new season brand new chapter in my life in my business and Nadia actually was the very first episode of season two so check that out it was really uh, an awesome conversation yeah I will be dropping everything on the show notes because a lot of different links and yeah thank you so much for being here today and for sharing all your wisdom and love with our listeners thank you so much thank you for having me it was an honor thanks for listening i hope you liked this episode if you did please subscribe share it tag me and christina and share your thoughts on what came up for you with us i would love to connect with you follow me on instagram where you can find more of what i do and chat with me stay in your life and i will see you in the next episode powerful wise and magical being